Only the hard and strong may call themselves Spartans. Only the hard, only the strong. You know, the max I've done is at 21K. And I'm like, you know, what's the difference between 21K? That's an extra, you know, 10K. And then I'll be done. Um, yeah, I was wrong. The Mentally, train. I was ready to go to the gym yes. the next day. <laughs> but no, I was in bed for a whole week. I couldn't train. I couldn't move for a whole week. Um, so it was tough. It was really tough. Um, it was physical. It was physical. I couldn't my knee. I couldn't feel my knees. I couldn't feel my ankles. Um, my toes were all blistery. It was yeah, physical. Spartan Global Brand Ambassador, certified coach, personal trainer, and pre and postnatal certified coach. And my guest Gada, because we all gotta get fit. And I have learned from our discussion that running obstacle courses and marathons requires a lot more than just brute force. And I believe that having a Spartan mindset is not only beneficial for marathons, but also in entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Tarek Azmi, founder of Here's Good News, a company dedicated to your personal and professional growth through coaching, leadership development, and personal training. And this is season one, You Can Make It. And dear listeners, before we get on with the show, I leave you with a short message. By listening to this podcast, you have taken an important step towards your personal and professional growth. If you are looking for support in your career or personal life, if you are looking to find your purpose and follow your passion and start your entrepreneurial journey, then drop me a message on the website or via Instagram and Twitter handle at AzmiT, A-Z-M-I-T-E-E, and I'll get straight back to you and give you a courtesy coaching call. And now, back to the show. Gotta get fit. That <laughs> Gotta is, get fit. <laughs> that, that is brilliant. You know, since our first call, I've been thinking about, darn it, I should have called my daughter something witty like that. <laughs> that she could later use in some sort of a hashtag or something. <laughs> yeah, before it was actually just my name, Gada, and the last name. And now it's just like I wanted to change something that related to fitness. And I wanted something to original. So I'm like, okay, what should I do? get fit with? And then I'm like, wait a second here. Gotta get fit. <laughs> <laughs> I so, swear. Yep. I love it. I love it. It's brilliant. Uh, so this is basically the name. Of, this is your name and the name of your company because initially you wanted to create a personal training company. That was right. just a few years ago, correct? So if I want to start from the beginning, uh, your name is Rada and you are an Iraqi national. I am an Iraqi national, yeah. Okay. I'm Iraqi Canadian. Okay, Iraqi Canadian. And you were born and right. raised where? I was born and raised in Iraq until the age of 12. Um, I, we moved after the invasion of Kuwait. Uh, we moved to Canada and I spent my teenage years there. But, um, you know, my childhood was basically in Iraq. So tell me more about how it was growing up in uh, Iraq. Uh, what were some of the influences? What were the things? How did people perceive sports to begin with and women in sports? Um, you know, when I grew up, I was still a child. I was not really, um, I don't really remember that well, you know, the country. But I remember it was being beautiful because I had my family. We had festivities. Um, growing up, I was in a loving home like everybody else. Um, my parents were very well educated, but at the same time, they were very conservative. Um, I was, you know, a 
I was supposed to be a good girl, which is um, being good in school, helping your mom at home, learning new recipes, while my brother was actually, you know, going outside and playing football and, you know, enjoying his time, having the time of his life. So I always envied his life. I always wanted to be like him. For me, I was a tomboy. I just wanted to be out there rolling in dirt and, and playing with boys, playing soccer. But I wasn't really allowed to do that. Um, I used to sneak out every once in a while, you know, <laughs> to play with the neighbors. But uh, and actually, when we moved to Canada, uh, my parents became a little even more strict because they don't want the they don't want me to get influenced by the Western world. So uh, my mom was even more strict with me. Um, I wasn't able to play sports. I wasn't able to go out as often. Um, I lived in Canada from I think um, age twelve until I graduated high school. Then I moved to the U.S. Um, I studied business management, um, graduated from San Diego State University, and then got married there, had my first two kids. And then um, 13 years ago, we moved to Dubai. That was due to my husband's job. So, and we've been there ever since. Um, you know, I dedicated my life and my energy and everything into my kids. Um, in San Diego, I did study for, uh, for the city of San Diego, you know, just being in HR department. Um, just like everybody else, like any other mom. Um, but we, when we moved to Dubai, I was just full on mom, you know, you know, taxi mom, soccer mom, tutor, everything. So just every, I dedicated every single minute of my time to my kids. Gada dedicated every single moment of her time to her kids. And I want to take a moment to give kudos to all the moms out there. Being a mom is a nonstop job, in my opinion. And if being a mom doesn't require you to have a Spartan mindset, I honestly don't know what else does. And Dr. Cheryl Ziegler explains to us what could be the catalyst to Gada's transformation and the first entrepreneurial lesson we can infer from her story. I had gotten so busy doing what all of us do. I moved around, raising kids, I was living my life in 60-minute increments, going from school to soccer, home. I was feeling lonely, and I didn't even know it. 50 years later, the problem that has no name is still with us. It shows itself differently, but it's still the same problem. Today, we have the rabbit hole of social media that shows what all the other mommies are doing better than us. Mm -hmm. um, if we're a working mom, we feel guilty. And if we're a stay-at-home mom, we feel judged. We second-guess and stress over all the parenting decisions that we make. And all too often, we feel like failures and frauds. Amidst the loneliness that sometimes motherhood brings, Dr. Cheryl talks about one important element, which is being part of a community which in turn can lead one to have a sense of purpose, which is the first lesson that we want to infer. And so I am not surprised of how Gada's story unfolds and turns her into a global brand ambassador for the Spartan races. And then when my son graduated high school and went off to college, I felt like there's something missing in my life. I wanted to show something for myself. I wanted to do something that I like, that I enjoy. 
Um, and actually a friend of mine um, approached me and she's like, how about we do the Desert Warrior together? You know, we did that. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I got an email saying, you know, I placed first in my age category. And that was just the turning point for me. I'm like, you know what? I really enjoyed it. I really want to pursue this. Let's do it. Um, I went to the world championship. I got inspired by so many different women being out there, having fun, rolling in mud, just being themselves. Um, came back. I actually did not know what Spartan was. <laughs> I signed up for the Hatta race. And I'm like, is that a super sprint? What is that? So I just signed up for it. And I went and I raced and I came out um, and they gave me the red, the red medal. And I was really happy. My friend's like, but you did the super. It's supposed to be the blue medal, not the red one. So I went back and I changed it. And I actually placed first for my age category. And I stood up for the first time ever, I stood on the podium. Ever since I started going to the gym every single day, you know, training the right muscles, um, lifting weights, and signing up for everything that I see, you know, running, uh, Spartan races, Desert Warrior. And I just took off from there. I, I enjoy people telling me, you know, like, oh my God, you beat me, you know, like men coming up to me. It's like, oh my God, I saw you passing me. I saw you do this. So that really, that really motivates me and pushes push me to do harder, yeah. In addition to her modesty, Gada shares with us a secret, a valuable secret that can be useful to you, whether you are an entrepreneur, an employee, a stay-at-home mom or dad. Having found your purpose, the second step is motivation. And Gada found her motivation in the exercises that she was doing in the preparation for the next race, just as well as the people telling her how much she motivates them. And you need to be able to find that fuel that is going to propel you forward and give you that sense of perseverance. I remember from one of our first conversations, you were talking about that first race. So I have two questions to, to ask on that. So you said you received an email telling you that you came up first. So you did the race, right. you finished the race. Did you have any idea what your ranking was or you just finished, finished yeah. the race and said, okay, that was fun. I'm going home now. No, no, no. It was just, okay, I finished the race. It's time to go home. I was waiting for all my friends to finish, you know, take pictures and selfies and stuff. And that was it. And it was, I think, two months time when I got the email. And when I got the email, I still remember I was like, you know, I had, I had goosebumps and I called everybody that I know. I'm like, can you believe it? I posted it on Instagram. And it was just, it was just an amazing feeling, to be honest. Um, and I was actually still 39 years old. So I was approaching the age of 40. And my husband asked me, he said, what do you want? For your 40th birthday um i was like take me to the world championship in london i want to go and race even though i know i was not even going to be close to making podium but just being out there and um doing something different rather than getting some you know for it like the norm on, on a birthday um so that was the biggest present yeah that is that is amazing and that that championship that you're talking about was it a, a spartan race no it's actually there are no it was there is um it's called the World um, OCRWC, the Obstacle Course World Championship. And there are a few races like uh, Mud Hero, um, Desert Warrior, and a few other um, races that if you rank top 10, you qualify th for the World Championship. It has nothing to do with Spartan, mm -hmm. but it is an obstacle course race. Um, and it varies. Usually um, they do change the uh, course. Um, the one I went to, I think it was the hardest because it was the 10 year anniversary. It was a 15-kilometer run with 100 obstacles. So, and these obstacles were not the normal. They were like Ninja Warrior kind of obstacles. So, wow. yeah, I was, I was able to do about 80% of them at the time. 
And um, it's, it's that you don't do burpees or anything. If you fail an obstacle, you can attempt it as many times as you want. But if you can, then they cut off your bracelet and you can continue the race, but you don't make podium. You have identified your purpose. You have found the drive and motivation. And so step three, what do you do? I always like to say, celebrate your victories, no matter how small they are. Take note of your achievements because this is going to fuel that second step of motivation. It's going to keep you going and moving forward. So uh, yeah, just finishing and crossing that finish line was just an amazing feeling. Um, I didn't care about my time. I didn't care about, you know, what I ranked as long as I finished. And I would say, you know, brag about, you know, finishing a race uh, besides running. That was, that was a great accomplishment for me. And coming in first place, Gada Gada's accomplishments came with very hard work requiring mental strength and tenacity. And I can't help but compare an obstacle course to work, to entrepreneurship. The hurdles that one must overcome are very similar to Ninja Warrior. And from overcoming these obstacles, Gada shares with us a valuable fourth step that we can use in our daily lives. So let's just see what sort of obstacles she had to overcome. There, I don't even know the names of them. Um, there were a lot of tough ones, you know, the rings that you actually have to fly from the, um, the monkey bar and then anchor it in one of those poles. It's just, and then there's the wheel that you have to sort of like go with the momentum and swing and then fly in the air and catch them. It's, there were crazy, some crazy. That is, that <laughs> is literally that Ninja Warrior stuff. It's like the- It the, was Ninja Warrior. And you see, it's just amazing. You see all these people doing it like as if it's nothing you know and i'm like i want to be like that so i run and i push myself because it motivates me to do better at races and i want to uh, you know crush the, those goals this is Sparta! madness yes and some would argue that following your dream following your passion building a business requires a certain level of madness now that said, Gada shared with us the fourth point that I want to bring to our attention, which is aspiration. She saw how people were overcoming these obstacles and she wanted to become like them. And this is exactly what you need to do. Look at people who are accomplishing the goals that you want to set for yourself and learn from them to enable yourself to crush your goals. Just as Gada did, earning herself a lot more than just a first place podium finish. I am the global brand ambassador. Wow. <laughs> yes. So tell me, what, what, does that, what does that mean? How did you become it? And what is required of you? Just showing passion and showing you are real. You know, you dedicate your time and be, you motivate people and you inspire people. And, um, you know, when you, when you walk into the race, people look up to you and they come. I have so many people coming up to me and they're like, you know, this guy, he said, I lost 10 kg just because of you, your motivation, your, your quotes that you put. Um, it's such a privilege to be a Spartan Global Brand Ambassador for sure. And it's a huge accomplishment for me as the first Iraqi ever to be a brand ambassador for Spartan. So it's just absolutely amazing. I understand also what you're saying that people look up to, to you in that perspective. 
and they find inspiration in what you have done. And I totally understand that. And let's put, let's put the, the nationality aside just for women to break boundaries. It mm -hmm. is a challenge in itself. And it's really difficult for me to, to understand and to say that today we are in 2020 and there's still inequality in, in the sense where it's predominantly a, a man's world or people want to, to believe that. Right. So things become a lot more difficult for women to overcome certain challenges. So if you really want to look into that aspect and look back to it, what were some of the challenges that perhaps you faced being a woman in a sport that people are expecting to be a male sport, for example, and you've broken those boundaries, you've broken records, and you've also broken stereotypes. What is your view on that? How do you, how do you put that together? Honestly, when I first started this whole um, Spartan racing, you know, rolling in mud, if you will, um, I thought it was going to be backfire on, uh, on me, especially being, like you said, a Middle Eastern woman, a mom, 40-year-old. Um, but it actually did the absolute opposite. I've gained so much respect from people from back home. I've gained respect from people here in the UAE and from uh, the Middle East in general. Um, I've gotten so much support. So many people have started following me because of what I'm doing. So challenging, not at all. I did not feel that was a challenge whatsoever. Um, I was hesitant in the, um, in the beginning to start posting, you know, um, but, you know, once I saw the reaction and once I saw all the positive feedback that I was getting from the community and from people, um, I just went for it, yeah. The last two lessons that are valuable for us to take from Gada's experience is gathering feedback and taking action. So go for it. Build on that desire that you have, that dream, the goals that you want to achieve. Now is the time for you to take action, align with your purpose, just as Gada did. I do this because I want to motivate people. I do it because people think once you get to a certain age, life is over, um, especially as a Middle Eastern woman. And, and I do it for my children to inspire and motivate my kids because I want to set an example for them. Gada has done a lot more than inspiring just her kids. And before we go on, I leave you with this short message. If you are looking for support in your career or personal life, if you are looking to find your purpose and follow your passion and start your entrepreneurial journey, then drop me a message on the website or via Instagram and Twitter handle at AzmiT, A-Z-M-I-T-E-E, and I'll get straight back to you and give you a courtesy coaching call. And now, back to the show. It's funny, when I first started this whole thing, um, you know, my, my son, he was still, you know, just, go off, just going off to college. And he looked at me and he's like, Mom, what are you doing, honestly? Like, why, why, just act like a mom. And then I'm like, you know what? Just, just go off to college. I know what I'm doing. Now, today, uh, they, they're so proud of me. I have like endless stories of them being proud of me. I remember last year when I was, um, um, when I was when I made podium first place in Abu Dhabi, um, the stadium race, first stadium race, and I took my kids with me, 
And my son, when they called my name and everybody was cheering, my, my little one, my nine-year-old, um, I looked at him and he turned around to his friend and he's like, that's my mom, you know, or my daughter when she's, um, um, she was interviewed because she's a competitive swimmer and she was interviewed and they said, you know, who inspires you? What motivates you? And she just, just one word, she's like my mom. That alone is huge to me. Um, and there's actually a story that I tell to everybody when, when uh, I'm being interviewed about my oldest son. When I did the uh, first uh, marathon um, last year, it was the Dubai Marathon. And um, I've never done a, for, uh, like a full-on marathon. My, you know, my longest was a 21K. So um, I was running, and you know how they say you go through phases, the happy phase, that phase, the dark phase. Um, and towards the 30th kilometer, um, it, was, it was dark for me. My body was shutting down. I started crying, everything was hurting. And I didn't know, but my number had a chip. And this chip, actually, people back home, they can track you. And my son in Canada, he was um, awake at 2 a.m. in the morning, and he was tracking my pace, and he saw that I was slowing down. So he started sending me inspirational, motivational messages because he knows my phone is connected to my watch. And uh, he's like, Mom, you can't give up right now. I see you're slowing down. Don't just go for it. You're that much closer to the finish line. You can't give up right now. I'm going to be with you every single step. I'm, I'm right here with you. If you need to cry, cry. Just keep going. Don't give up. Don't give up. And I finished step four. So that alone is just... It's just phenomenal. And in my opinion, running a marathon has a lot of similarities as running a business. Let's see how the eight stages of running a marathon compare to running your own business. Wow, what a beautiful day. Listen, everyone cheering. This is going to be great. Stage one excitement months of training is paying off now i'm hydrated glucosed up and my mental game is on point let's do this stage two denial you're noticing the difficulties but you want to persevere and push on okay so i'm a little behind on my normal pace no big deal just keep going and i think i missed a spot on my thigh with my body glide sure that won't be a problem and i don't need to stop for water just yet Oh, look, here come some hills. That'll be fun. Stage three, shock. When the difficulties of running a business really hit you. Wait, I'm not even halfway through yet. Feels like I've been running forever. What's with all these hills? Is the whole course hills? I think it's going to be tougher than I thought. Stage four, isolation. Entrepreneurship is a lonely place sometimes. Where is everybody? Am I still on course? I haven't seen a water stopper forever. Why didn't I get water earlier? Well, it's just me, myself, and the road, I guess. Nothing left to do besides confront all of my inner demons. Stage five, despair. When self-doubt creeps in and you start to second guess and question everything you've done. I am going to die. Why did I ever decide to do this? My thighs are raw like two hams and I think my toenails just fell off. What else could possibly go wrong? Oh, great, the runner's trots. Well, at least I haven't hit the wall yet. Stage six, the wall. When you literally feel like you've hit one and all you want to do is just call it quits. When the exhaustion of working extreme hours hits you and you feel that your competitors are doing better than you are. I hit the wall. <laughs> I have never been so tired in all my life. 
Even my teeth are tired. I, I think I should just quit. Just stop passing me, you jerks! Stage 7. Affirmation. There is hope. You realize that you can push on through, and you gather the strength, either by yourself or with the help of a supporting circle. No. I need to power through. I didn't train for months to give up this late. Time to dig deep. Think of that Olympic runner who finished with a broken leg. That was really gross. But the point is, if he can do it, so can I. Now, come on. The finish line is right up there. One foot in front of the other. Stage 8. The joy of success. Yes! I did it! Oh, this is the greatest feeling in the world! That lasts but a brief moment, which is why it is extremely important to enjoy the process more than the result. And also... Take your time. Absolutely. Train well. Train hard. Um, don't do what I did. Uh, learn the hard way. And, um, you know, it doesn't matter how long it takes you. Just take it one step at a time and take your time training for a marathon. It's a long process. It's not, it's not an easy one. Uh, but it's doable. And train well. Objective agreed. Training well is something that Gada and I know all too well. And I want to let you know something. That when we recorded this episode, we were in a full-fledged lockdown due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And Gada did not let being at home stand in her way of exercising and competing. The, the virtual race basically started to just because of the quarantine and because of the situation we're all going through right now. Um, just to keep people going and to motivate them, to keep them you know, fit and active. And so um, they created these virtual races to something to look up, to look forward to. Um, and so um, they had little ones here and there, but this one, this was actually was the world's biggest virtual race ever. So there were like four races. Um, there were the sprint, which is a 5K with um, 20 obstacles. And there were the super, it's a 10K with um, 25, the Beast um, 21 with the 30 obstacles, and then the Ultra is doing the Beast twice. So actually it's 50 kilometers with uh, 60 obstacles. So of course, yours truly wanted to do all of them. <laughs> yes, I saw some um, of your posts. I'm like, what is going on? How does this even <laughs> work? How is it humanly possible? Um, it's possible. So you can use a substitute. You can either do a bike, an air bike, uh, but you have to multiply, like for example, a normal bike, you would multiply by four. Um, so it's instead of doing four kilometers on the, a normal bike, you would do 20 kilometers. Uh, with the air bike, is the same as running. So you would do 5K here or 5K there. Uh, 5K running is the same. Um, so I did actually, I did all four races uh, with the air bike. The first day I did the Ultra Beast, which is a 50 kilometer with 60 obstacles. That was tough. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. I was so happy it was my, because this summer I actually wanted to do an ultra beast in Canada. This was uh, the second best. Um, was happy that I did that with, uh, I think, two hours and 11 minutes. And then I did that trifecta the following day, which are the three races. Um, and the ranking is actually, I came in uh, all races, I think it was like top 70 worldwide. So I was really happy with those results. <laughs> For the ultra beast out of 583, I came out 22nd. Wow. Um, and then and then the beast uh, came in 54th out of 5,729. And this was with the big one, the sprint. I came 79th 
out of 17,038. For some reason, Lana, I think that this is actually tougher than being on the ground and doing the actual real obstacles. Because if you're telling me I need to do 10 burpees and then I have to do 10 push-ups and then 10 lunges and so on and it's so forth. It's not that bad. It sounds a lot, to be honest with you. It sounds a lot. I yeah. mean, you know, the night before, I'm like, what am I thinking? Especially posting on Instagram. Now I'm, I'm committed. I have to do it. Uh, but once you do it, it, it's totally doable. It's like doing a workout. That's how I thought. It's like, you know what? I need to get my workout done. This is it. I so. love the, I love the <laughs> modesty, Rada. You, you just sound like... You've gotten ready, you've worn the beautiful gown for like a, a ball or something <laughs> dinner and someone says, wow, you look superb, right? And you're like, what, this whole thing? No. <laughs> you know, you have to make it fun. And I got, you know, all my outfits ready and color coordinated <laughs> with the races. So I'm like, you know, we have to make it fun. Let's let's have fun with this. No, but honestly, though, I, I think I think you're, you're honestly, in my opinion, I think you're underplaying it. The exercises that were in this virtual race like the burpees, the lunges, the push-ups, uh, the mountain climbers, etc., are things that I am accustomed to and I'm used to, and I do tons of them. But then when I saw them back to back, I honestly hyperventilated. I'm like, there is no <laughs> way I'm going to do all of these back to back. I am so not doing that. So, so good on you. I am extremely impressed. You've done extremely well with the, with that. The results speak for themselves, and there's so so much tenacity, mental strength that that plays a huge role into into what you have done and the accomplishments that you have done. It is such a pride, honestly, uh, Rada, to, to be speaking to you. Thank you so and much. to have you do that. I always love to go back to our childhood. And I would say, if you had a time machine and you wanted to go back to six-year-old Rada, what would you do or tell her? And then 18 to 20-year-old Rada. Six-year-old Rada would probably be never stop playing enjoy every moment of you know being outdoor and playing and just having fun and not worrying about anything 18 year old brother would be different would be to listen to others um others advice it's okay to say no you don't have to be friends with everybody set your boundaries set goals in your life learn how to save money that i tell my son that all the time learn how to save money and believe in yourself just you are good enough believe in yourself believe in your goals Go out there and, and, and crush your dreams. Believe in yourself. I think this is a huge element and it's one of the things that I really want to bring across to, um, to my listeners, people who are listening to, to the podcast. Here's good news. I call it here's good news because you can make it. There is good news. And the element of belief is key. It's a key component to that because if you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to get anywhere. And Absolutely. with that saying... Whether you believe you can or you can't, you're probably right. So I really like that you're sending that message across, that, that having that strong conviction and belief in yourself and what you can accomplish is just huge. No matter where, what you're, how old you are, no matter where you come from, your age, your background, don't let these things be you know, um, barriers. Just go out there, believe in yourself, um, do what you have to do. You are good enough and you are worthy. And um, you can reach me at gotta get fit <laughs> at uh, gotta gada dot get get dot fit um, Instagram. And in conclusion of this episode, we gotta get fit. Thank you, Gada, for sharing your time and passion. Here's Good News Podcast is a Here's Good News production hosted by me, Tariq Azmi. 
founder, coach, and personal trainer. And my mission is to help transform individuals into extraordinary versions of themselves. So for your personal and professional growth, subscribe to this channel, to the website, and make use of the blog. Take action. Reach out and get a courtesy, no commitment coaching call to start your transformative journey. And here's good news, you can make it.